This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. G'day, everybody. All right. We're back for another question time. Before we do that, uh, Coltrane Cup updates. I hate everything. <laughs> do you? Yes. So uh, I was sitting pretty. We knew this Saturday would be huge. We knew that if one of the Raiders and the Knights lost, that there would be big movement in the table. Unfortunately, it went the wrong way for me. I needed it to be Knights losing and Raiders winning. Um, so that pumps me down into the like 10 to 20 area of the ladder, I think. Whereas the, you go above me, a couple other people will go above me. It's a big hit to the forward against Did, um, Did any I- of the one loss teams... Uh, get anything wrong this week? Uh, I will pull that up for you right now. But so Campo, um, Frankie, M. Finn, and well, Jason. Frankie had. Uh, I know Knights. Campo had the Knights. God, so why he did I won. Advise Frankie? He asked me who to tip. I forget he's. Yeah, you shouldn't me. be doing that. Um, who are the? Uh, I think M. Finn had Seagulls, so she's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, who are the other ones? Jason, and I think he was fine as well. I think he had. Manly. I think Jason had Manly also. Campo had the Knights. That's it. That's the top Frankie four. had the Knights. So yeah, I'm the I'm the I'm the big I'm the big loser from this week. So I'd be fifth then. That's what I'd slide into. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, not. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. I, there's only one other person besides me that took the Raiders. It was a big risk, but man, run just, one in the whole league. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, the risk. We had uh, we had like fifteen sharks tips though. So yeah, I did warn you before that, and I would have warned sharks people too. Yeah, but I don't think the I don't think they're going to win another game, Mitchell. Yeah, no, you have to pick. Well, that's the problem I have. Is like, I don't actually want to lock my tip in now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I put it in Discord before the week. I'm gonna give myself the right to change this week because this is Monday we're recording. Haven't seen the team list. That's fair. So I'll make sure it's in Discord. Everyone, I am probably going to take the Roosters. Well, that's a funny one, isn't it? Because a few weeks ago, we were thinking this could be the Bulldogs, Bulldogs but game. they are just missing players and they are yeah. terrible. Yeah, the Roosters aren't going to have that. Like, Roosters, who are the Roosters going to have out for Origin? Teddy. Tedesco. Is there anyone Crichton. else? And Crichton, yeah. Which, you know, great players, but not. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bradley's back as well, isn't he? So, yeah. That's good. So, I'm going to have to. Well, South. Are close to full strength, but well, Luttrell, I, obviously, but because the week after, oh, I want my second to full strength. Luttrell, Murray, and Cook. I'm an idiot. The week after, I have to tip the Broncos at Suncorp against the West Tigers because I haven't tipped the Broncos yet. And that, I mean, you're a Broncos fan. That's surely their best chance to get another win, right? Yeah. Well, there's a couple of later ones as well. They could, but I think that's the best best pick. They have the Cowboys at home, but again, you don't want to tip the Queensland Derby. Weird shit happens. Yeah. I think um, they have. Yeah, the Warriors I, I, at I home? just think, I just think, given that I have a I, I'm not going to tip. Ag- I know I'm not going to tip against the Bulldogs in two weeks' time. I can get away with tipping the Roosters here. It's a it's a tough week. Like it's a tough I, week. You could pick. You could make cases for Sharks or Warriors. If um if if Reynolds and Walker had been picked for Origin, you could make a big case for the Cowboys. As it is, I wouldn't pick them. Well, that's what um, I would have done if um if you got if they made Origin, I would have picked the Cowboys this week. I think after how bad the Raiders were. Yeah, but no, um, it's a tough one. It's real tough this week. But I think I'll lean Roosters. But yeah. TB, TBD. Yeah, I'm not I'm not locked in, locked in. So I took last week uh the Knights. I had the Raiders penciling. I did, but they were so bad. And Whiten and on top of Whiten going to Origin, Simonson's hurt. Like we might be seeing a spine that's like uh Caleb Aikens, Matt Frawley, Sam Williams. 
And I'm not sure that can beat Manly without the turbos and DC because Manly just running so high. You know, they're so, I don't know, they should beat that team. God, they're $4 Raiders are. Yeah, they're so shit. I hate them. I'm so glad they're never going to win anything. What a bunch of pricks. Yeah. Fuck you. But I do think if I can't pick, um, if I don't, when I say the team list, I'll, I'll, I'll lock in tentatively Raiders here because I have to pick them at some point. But I do think... Brave. I'll, that is brave. But I do think before the weekend, I'll probably end up talking myself back into picking... The Roosters. The Roosters or Souths. But yeah. I have picked... So if I pick the Roosters now, it's my last Roosters pick. And uh, which is fine. I can live with that. But uh, well, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. Like, if I have, like, I've got, I think, one Souths pick left and two Panthers picks left, which I'm obviously going to use those because they're bona fide top 14s. But I'm not sure tipping the Roosters ahead of tipping Manly or Parramatta is actually it's not optimum at this point. Yeah, because obviously, well, next, the problem I face now is that round 18, I had penciled in Broncos over Tigers. Yep. Manly of the Dragons might be the cold train pouring its booster of the year. Lock of the <laughs> lock of the century. That's the thing. But, uh, but no, I have to take the Broncos that game. as you So said, do I, sadly. And then I pencil in the Warriors around 22, but I got my night sip out of the way. I have to pick Broncos, Raiders, Cowboys, Bulldogs, Mitchell, I, I don't want to help people too much, but the reason I don't want to tip Manly in that game, even though they're definitely going to win, yeah. is because, as we know, the Dragons will be staggering those suspensions. Yeah, and the week after the Titans play the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't. P- I've picked the Titans already. So oh, I ha- see. I haven't. haven't. So yeah, but yeah, I went to the Raiders draw, and as you said, Matt, you picked them on the weekend. I mean, the game people got got them for, and I said that at the time round fourteen at home against Brisbane was the game. But I had to. I didn't want to pick them at home. I wanted to use away picks. I had to pick some up. But you look at the awful. rest of the draw. They they host the Sharks. Ugh, they're away at the Eels, away at the Knights, and they host the Dragons after the Dragons players are all back, pretty much. I think they'll have like maybe they'll have a couple of them still suspended. Then they go to the Storm, then they go to Manly, then they go to New Zealand, and then they host the Roosters. They're so bad. I fucking I kind of have to pick them this week and hope. You might have to. You might gonna... have to. Big big uh big big things still to come because there's a lot of teams that the people at the top haven't picked yet. That's the whole beauty of the Coltrane Cup, friends. And if you're a new listener to the show or you are a patron, this is why you should join up and become a part of this competition next year because it is so much fun. And you look at the tracker, like there's teams that uh, Nick Campton hasn't picked yet. There's teams Frankie hasn't picked yet. There's teams Monique hasn't picked yet. There's teams that all these people haven't picked yet. Like I'm looking at Campos thing. He still has to tip the Bulldogs at some point. He still has to tip uh, the Dragons at some point. He still has to tip a couple other teams. He, he hasn't hit the Titans either. So there's a few teams he hasn't picked, for example. And then there's... Oh, I hate the Dragons. They've given people that Titans out. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What, well, I need it badly. So whereas, Jason's um, been impressive, mate. He's picked the Raiders twice. <laughs> yeah. Do they win both those games? Uh, I think so, yeah. The round one and then the Bulldogs game, I think he picked them. Uh, he, he is... Oh, wow. Jason is still poised. Jason's looking good because he's tipped the Knights, the Dragons, the Raiders, the Titans, Cowboys, ha- Cowboys, Broncos. He's really only got the Bulldogs left out of the dud teams. And, and the Sharks team, the Warriors will obviously lose the competition for him. That's how this works. That's is how, Well, they play the Bulldogs soon, right? So he's obviously going to tip yeah. them then, which yeah. I think I will have to do as well. But now yeah. knowing that this is the beauty of it. I know Jason, who's one win ahead of me, is probably going to tip the Warriors in that Bulldogs game. So I might have to get meta and tip the Bulldogs in that game and go all or nothing. 
Yeah, I can't remember what year it was. There was uh, one year I came second that year, 2016. Another one, I was, I think me and you were chasing second or third. Yeah, 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 2016. And we had to, no, different year. We, we did, I came second that year. Different year, I was chasing like second or third. And I had to tip against a good team in the final round. Yeah. Like, whatever. You just ha- I had to, because I knew the other guy had tipped that good team. Yeah. I tipped some shit team and lost, but yeah. I think it's strategic at this point. I think you've got to just look ahead at like, which games could the people above me maybe tip the teams they haven't tipped yet? Like the Sharks or the Bulldogs or the Warriors or whomever. And then you've got to maybe just fade them. And that's the only way you can catch up to them at this point. Because, you know, if you, finish, if you finish 10th or 11th, like, it doesn't really matter. It, does not, it doesn't, doesn't give you anything. So you got to take some risks. I'm looking at I'm like, do I just, do I wait for the Raiders to play the Dragons and hope? Do I hope by that round they have all the cattle back and they just turn up one game? Yeah, maybe. Honestly, it's a tough one. It is a All tough right. one. Oh, well, anyway, we'll move on from that. Yep. And guys, seriously, join up next year. Patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. And now let's get into the questions. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Okay. Question time. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies, as Bungard said. A first question on Patreon from our friend Frankie, who has spelt one of these words wrong. <laughs> Somehow he said Ritz or Jats. How which which <laughs> one's he is he spelled Ritz with an S? He spelled Jats with an S. Jesus, Frankie. <laughs> um, obvious know. Jats are the goat. What are you talking about? Get out Ritz, of here. Rich is a child's cracker. It is. It's, the only thing Ritz is better is if you put peanut butter in between them. Yeah, but I mean the Jats are better all round biscuit. Jats better, better all round. Better yeah, yeah. if you have cheese and, and better structural integrity. Yeah. Whereas a rich, it's a buttery, a, bu- a more buttery one. But as you also, said, also I can only eat one of them now. So <laughs> there you go. Oh, can't eat Ritz? I don't know. Actually, maybe I can. Are they butter? I can't have real butter in them. Surely. Jats are they fine. Jats are vegan. Oh, Ritz are vegan too. They're, they're both vegan. There but there you go. But yeah, I think it's a it's a landslide to Jats. I think anyone oh, who says Ritz is lying to themselves and they're, or they're different. six years old. Yes, get them a juice box. Uh, Cam Beswick. This is um. This is a Actually, great love a juice box. Is Katoni Stags about to go on a Tommy Turbo type run of form? <laughs> <laughs> Will the Broncos become 2020 version Manly 2? Manly version 2, sorry. Obviously. Yes. yes. Uh, good to good see question, back, Kim. <laughs> I mean, the one good thing about having Katoni back in the team is that it just, everyone else is aware he's good. If you get me, they just they give him the ball and things kind of happen. And he's just seen things just happen around Katoni. And even though he put that kick in, he shouldn't have, and they scored off the back of it. Whatever, he was still great in the weekend. Uh, and Cam's next question, question, okay. <laughs> Cam Beswick says, Suns v. Bucks, NBA Finals predictions. Suns in four. Yeah, it's it's a big meme battle. It's Suns in four versus Bucks in six, and it's Chris Paul failure versus uh, Giannis failure. Nobody left on either team's won a ring, which is huge. It's great. Uh, it's tough because... Janus will play this series, but we have this all the time in the NBA. Like, oh, guys, going to play when these big dudes play injured. It makes a big difference. It's such a fast twist sport. It makes a big difference. I think they've been kind of good without him too. They've they've played smarter team basketball. I'm not saying Janus doesn't make him a better team, but without him, they've they've played a bit smarter. They pounded the paint a bit more with Brook and and Chris and Drew stood up. It's hard to see the Suns not winning. I'm happy with both wins, but I'm but I am cheering for the Bucks. So I think I guess the first two games being in Phoenix might mean Janus doesn't play those two. I yeah. the Jaguar. I'm cheering for the Suns. I like the Suns. I've always liked the Suns. It's where Jimmy Wilder from. Um, yeah, and I've always I, I I've like loved, the Suns Steve Nash too. was my favorite player when I was a kid. 
obviously short white point guard. Who else was I going to idolize? Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, in the two the two franchises of pain. I mean, Wisconsin sport will mean sorry, uh, yeah, Wisconsin sport will mean that the Bucks lose this somehow devastatingly. But the Suns have had their time. Like they have that 1993 series with the Bulls, where they're up by four and they lost. Uh, with that steal from uh, Michael Jordan, I think it is in that game. But anyway, that, that happened. That, Are you saying Buc- that the Bucks should get Brandon Bostick in as a yes. as a end of the bench guy? But, uh, it's it's one of those things. It's the the Suns have taken a really weird path to where they are. Like mm. the building last year is like the Bucks had Giannis and had to build around him. Like Giannis, they hit that pick later. But the Suns have actually like made some bad decisions, right, and worked out. Like they picked DeAndre Ayton over Luka Doncic, for example. You know, they had the Josh Jackson pick. They traded away the Lakers pick and then traded back for it to get Michael Bridges. Like they've made some bad decisions, but, you know, they got Devin Booker. They got some decent pieces. Ayton's been good in the playoffs and they signed Chris Paul and that just they get, gets to avoid all the other shit decisions they made. They made a funny path to where they are now. Been great since the bubble last year. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm just really pumped for it. I know. There's this weird subsection of, of NBA Twitter that like jerks off about the ratings. Mm. Like in terms of like there's oh well this no one's gonna watch. I don't I don't care. You know, obviously ratings matter for the broadcast deal. The NBA broadcast deal is never gonna go down. You know, they're gonna go after you know poorly rated finals, they're not gonna have like NBC and ESPN and everyone and TNT go, fuck, we're taking our money back. But yeah, people are like, oh, two small markets, how terrible. Whereas for me, it's like two small markets, how fucking good. It shows that those teams can get there still. Yeah, that makes me happy. I don't care as a million injuries. And look, and also the teams I support in American sports are all small market teams. So, yeah. Uh, Shanta says, from his presser, Ivan Cleary made it known that Tyron May was always going to be his starting half when Nathan was ruled out, citing May and Luai winning a 20s grand final together. Mm -hmm. Which current player will you always stand based on their junior career, despite how poorly their first grade career panned out? So current players only uh, for me, for Souths, James Roberts, for the league, Edric Lee. Yeah, well, James, James Roberts' career did turn out okay. I'm just trying to think. Well, both of them had yeah, good careers. But like when you watch either of those guys in the 20s, you thought they were going to be the next great outside back. They were I'll both incredible. I still stand Michael Cheekham, even though he sucks. Like, yep. Goddamn, he was the man in 20s. And um, a current player rules out a lot of them because, like, the golden age of the yeah, NYC we're just getting to the early. end of it. And uh, Mitch, Mitch Cornish, another one for me. Thought that guy was sick. Yeah, that's good. I um, I like Jaden Beryl, who who's in Queensland Cup right now. He's a he's like leading. He's a hooker leading the Queensland Cup in tries for Brisbane. Like, I like last that. Generation. I like that a lot. Uh, I I did love in in twenties. I did love uh, what's his name? Uh, Jared Beal didn't work out. <laughs> and I don't stand him anymore, though. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else I always be a fan of. I don't know. I think I, I think I does Jason Clark count for this? I mean, he won a premiership with us, so probably not. I don't know if he counts. No, I'm trying to think of ones who are still in the league. Like, yeah, that's the hard guys. part. Yeah, a lot of 20 guys I loved, who but they're fl- all like out. guys like Junior Vivi, K Morgan, yeah. Buddy Gordon, Addison Dimitri. They're, they're not in the league anymore. That's the thing. Yeah. Like one of them's playing third grade rugby union with Campo for fuck's sake. Like, um. Yeah. Uh, geez. Yeah, I'm happy with my answers, to be honest. Because I can't say Luke Keery because he's fucking great. So, yeah. Well, there you go. It's easy. Oh, you can't say Luke. Exactly right. I'm trying to think the Broncos ones. They all got a shot. And they either sucked or. Well, like Omar Slime Ankle's not in the NRL. Otherwise, that's yeah. an obvious one. Like, I don't know. 
We've made a few. We've done all right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I've definitely got one of my head. I've, why is his name escaping me? And this is going to annoy me for ages. I'll find it again later. But um, why have I? No, it's not Nat McGavin. It's uh, Queensland Cup winger. I've lost it. Played for the Falcons for ages. Never got his shot in first grade. I like Nat Neal, by the way, who played for your lot, filled in. Yeah. John O'Rubin, sorry, that's sorry, who I'm going to, who I'm saying, Jonathan Rubin, who's um, the Queensland Cup winger. Oh, I'll tell you who I thought was going to be good. Yeah, Wayne Alugia. Oh, mate, yeah, I liked him too. But yeah, John O'Rubin has 98 Queensland Cup games, 100 tries. <laughs> that's <sick>. good <laughs> on him. And hasn't played first grade. Like it has been in like he was at the Blackhawks, the Falcons, Dolphins last year, and Devils now. But like, just somehow didn't cop a first grade game like for the dra- for the, for the um, Cowboys or for the Storm in that period. Were you a Were you a Mitchell Fry guy? No, I wasn't. Fair enough. I was also a Lindsey Collins guy, and then he sucked in first grade. And I was like, get uh, not for us, but he sucked like in reserve grades. So like, get rid of him. And then he's really good. I'm a dickhead. <laughs> uh, uh, I kind of do in a perverse way miss the miss oh, the um... as well. oh sorry. I'll tell you who I forgot. Yeah, Charlie Runciman. Oh, that was he was great. Charlie, what Runciman. a player yeah. he was. And can a Dean uh, Gebby count for me? Sure, he's not, not a 20s guy, but I'll, I'll die for him. He hasn't played, um, he only played this Oz Cup once this year after getting to the Tigers, but that's my guy. Okay, next question, Stu. Despite the fact these Newcastle Knights, can we get a giant and Newcastle Knights? Sorry, can we get a giant English Jamaican dynam- Dynamo Dom Young to be your pod favorite? We love Dom Young. We were you know, from that Hoy. 10 second highlight we saw of yes. him in preseason. We're forever young. He said, let's, let's see in. the boy, fellas go from being hoy boys to being young men. Okay. I, so this I like young men. We don't hate the Knights anymore. I hated that era. I don't hate the Knights. Like, I want you to make the finals. I want you yes. to. Yeah. Big Dom Young like, guy. Our most used guest host is a Knights fan. We quite like him. We want him to be happy. Like, mm. yeah. Yeah, Dom Young's sick, and yeah, Kalen Pong was great in his first game back, and but still showed the thing of like the why fans struggle to get fully behind him, and it's not his fault. But his first game back, and he's getting called like, was he called LeBron James at the NRL? Something stupid. It's like, too come much. On, can we stop? Like he was fantastic. He's one of the best players in the game when he plays. But let's like again, let's see him string some games together. Let's, let's see him win some games, then we'll get the praise going. You know, um, Rowan Edwards. If COVID doesn't stop the NRL in 2020, is Seabold still coaching the Broncos? I'll let you take this one. It's a good question. I'd say no. I think it helped accelerate. It fell apart really quickly, but the players were never happy under him anyway. I just think taking away everything else off the field made them more miserable. The two little changes didn't help. Seabold didn't adapt, and they just got more. I just I don't think it did accelerate it. I think he was still going to end up going in that season, to be honest. What do you All reckon, right. Bungard? Well, I think it, COVID was an easy excuse for a lot of mm-hmm. people and organizations in, not in sport, in everything mm-hmm. to like get out of commitments. Um, so it probably helped. But I mean, it was it was going down the drain anyway. Yeah, I think uh, it's because some people keep drawing this line, Bungard. They won their first two games before COVID and then COVID happened and it'll be just sucked. It's like, yeah, I don't. I think they were going to suck anyway. I just think they did that thing when that you know teams win their first two or three games and they're going to be shit. Teams do that often. 
Yeah, I'm still annoyed about that round two game. They won because Darius Boyd tackled James Roberts one-on-one with a minute to go. It was so weird. I was, was so just, certain. I was very angry. <laughs> uh, Stu said, is this what I was selecting Jack White at 5'8"? The same level, of ab- same level of abject stupidity is picking Dylan Walker at 14 in 2016. Nah, it's not like that because this is no consequences. Yeah, and also like at some point I understood him being the origin six so they picked him. It's honestly probably just like a thank you for playing three minutes off the bench in the first two games more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question. Stu again. Last one. Can we get some hot sauce power rankings? He's oh. got... um. Sriracha, El Yucateco, Tabasco, Franks, Tapatio, Cholula, etc. Uh, there's a good reply from Matt Coleman there. He says, hi, hi, Matt Bungard here. <laughs> Here's my definitive hot sauce rankings. Five mayonnaise. Four aioli. Not too much garlic, though. Three Dijon mustard. American is too spicy. Two ranch. One sweet and sour. I can't eat four of those five sauces, but I appreciate the humor nonetheless. <laughs> Which one can um, you eat? Dijon? Sweet, sweet and sour. Is that I can? I think Dijon has dairy in oh, it. Dijon, everyone was saying, yeah, Dijon's got things. Yeah. Um, I eat American mustard every day. So jokes on you, Coleman. Um, I like sriracha sauce, but that's my limit. Yeah, I mean, I'm already kind of upset this the hot sauce ranking list that Stu's provided, but he's provided your general, like, on the table at a pub hot sauce. Yeah, but like that's how, it, this, how rankings work, no, right, dude? Not, you can't... No. Well, it is. It's like when you rank... If you do like a beer ranking, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty implied that you're only talking about like the mainstream ones that everybody's heard of. Like if you rank some like 12% tangerine IPA that no one's fucking heard of, it might be the best beer you've ever had. But if no one else can relate to it, then it's like, can you rank gonna... Young Henry's? What do you mean? In a beer ranking. Could you I rank to, you to different Young, young Henry's? You have to put New Towner in there, for example. Well, the natural lager is number one. See, but you're allowed to put that in, right? Yeah, that's pretty much. Okay, pretty good. Fine. I can put the ones I want in there. Okay. They're close right. enough. Secret Aardvark, number one. That's a Portland hot sauce. That's famous. People don't know it here, but it's like kind of Caribbean. It's a it's a habanero hot sauce, but it's like Caribbean Tex-Mex, you know, not Mexican feeling, but the American-Mexican flavor to it. Uh, ugly little bottle. Doesn't look like it'd be good, but it it goes hard and it goes on like everything. That's my number one. And uh, that one, I think it's in, quite, it's in lots of stores here now too. There's a few different ones of them. It's the Habanero one. It's the one that's called Aardvark. Like the rest of them are like Secret Aardvark and like whatever flavor. The good one is called Secret Aardvark Aardvark. That's my f- number one. My second one, I have to Google the full name of it because I don't call its full name. So I quickly do that. But it's a Dirty Dick's Hot Sauce is my number two. And it's it's the Caribbean one too, I think, as well. Just checking the name. Yeah, hot pepper sauce with a tropical twist. That's my number two. And again, I put that on lots of things. And also because of it's like it's got tropical and peppery things. I sneak that into heaps of things I cook myself. So like if I'm making like a chili or making even like a curry sort, like not an Indian curry, but a curry at home or something, and I want a bit of tropical and spice, I'll sneak that in. It's great. And then number three is nothing. Those are my two hot sauces now. <laughs> like, There's a huge gap. I used to have like 10 or 20 at home. I used to collect hot sauces. And really, I found myself like, I have two bottles of Secret Arbuck in the cupboard and three of Dirty Dicks because like that's how fast I go through them and I have to order in bulk to save my postage. But those two are by far and away my favorite. I do like Pain is Good, um, the one with the fat kid screaming on the cover. I forget what number that what one that is. A bit hotter. But yeah, I, those are my favorites. And then if I have to rank the ones you want me to rank, uh, Tabasco, 
is at the bottom, but Tabasco deserves credit for being the one that brought hot sauces to all of us like that. You know, that was on every, that was the one that was at everywhere 20 years ago where the rest of them weren't anywhere. Uh, Sriracha overrated as fuck. Good at what it does. Stop putting it on everything. Stop putting it in mayonnaise and on every, every burger ever. Stop it. I used to put it in before I gave up eggs. I used to put it in scrambled eggs. It's pretty not, nice. Not too bad, but it's more like every time. Like, I'm so sick of it being on the menu as being in every sauce everywhere. Right, right, right. Mix with something. Like, using sriracha for what it's used for, fine. Stop. Oh, oh, here we go. Sorry. Number, new number three. Sorry. New number three in hot, my sauce rankings. Lao Gan Ma. Okay. So Lao Gan Ma, it's called Google this L A O G A N M A. Lao Gan Ma. It's not a typical chili sauce, but it's a it's the Chinese chili sauce, and they put it in every goddamn food ever. If you want to make good Chinese food, you buy Lao Gan Ma and put it in your damn food. That's it. And it's actually at Woolies now this year, so oh. that's mainstream enough. But well, it was maybe only, I'll try it. It was only invented in the nineties, Lao Gan Ma, but it has a the the brand looks like it's from like a hundred years ago, and it's everywhere in China. It's like fifty types of it. If you go to your Asia market, you'll find fifty types of it. The chicken one's pretty good. But like it's just one of those things. That it's like you know every single restaurant in China, every family has it. It's great. Back to his other one again. So worst to, out of those uh, Tabasco and Sriracha, uh, Tapatio. Again, not diverse enough. It's only good on Mexican, really. And shows Cholula El Yucateco comes number one of that list because it, sorry number two out of that list because it has the most things. Most variety, but Frank's is number one of the list you provided because Frank's is like the it's the best of what it does by some distance. It's like buffalo sauce with Frank's is perfect buffalo sauce. You know, make it a bit hotter. You go ahead, I do that. I, I make my own I make buffalo wings at home. I'll do Frank's red hot, and I'll add uh, secret avac or dirty dicks to it depending on the mood. But Frank's is by far the best of what it does over the other ones. Like if I have buffalo wings at a restaurant and they don't have Frank's in it, the sauce, I can tell and it sucks. Whereas like you can replace like El Yucateco or Tabasco or Tapatio or Cholula with each other. You can't yeah. replace Frank's with any of those. Mate, I you talk about people tuning out during NRLW chat. Yeah. I have been zoned out since the start of this question because as people know, I'm the biggest spice wuss on earth. It's all right, mate. People want to, people like the food dumb chat we do. So no, I, I, I wish I could participate. You know, I'm a chili wuss, so <laughs> I've just got nothing to add here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, don't, definitely if you like hot sauces, those first two, and if you like, if you if you eat Chinese food and you see the chili oil floating in your food, or you wonder what that tasty dipping sauce is on the table that I can't get at home, it is ninety five percent. It was Lao Gan Ma. <laughs> Anyway, how sure did PVL organize a party at Paul Vaughan's place to distract everyone from the weekend blowouts? Yes. Yeah, it was a bl- the blowout to end all blowouts, the blowout <laughs> at Paul Vaughan's. Sam Stevens, you hold a house party during lockdown, knowing it's against the law, but you do it anyway. You can choose 12 players from any area to go to the party with. However, you can only pick one player from the Broncos, that's me, or from the Rabbitohs, that's Bungard. All right. Who do you choose to come to your party and who also leaves their wallet at the party? Are we doing this together? Yeah. Uh, I so, yeah, I don't want to have to pick 12 each. I think that's okay. a bit too All right. much. So so I, Brad Fittler's my number one pick. That's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, good fellow. Good partier. I want to suggest our one. So we only have to pick one from Brisbane. And Does the Coltrane count as both? I'm that's about to not... say, we're going to pick him and he can take both. 
Fuck it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Get him in. All right. Yep. He's our guy. So now we have no Broncos or South He's also... Wales no, left. I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> um, just trying to... Like, just, like it's it's tough because we don't know these guys, but we just... We kind of know... You mm. get an idea from hearing guys talk about who's a good bloke, who, who would stand up for their mates in a scrap. So for that reason, I'm taking Luke Keery. As we and, know, great form at a party. And yes, the, the stories... The, I'm not going to say all the things I've heard of the stories of that David Russell Crowe. Great stories. So, <laughs> you know, he'd stand up for you in a big spot. But, but wait, he's a South player. We can't. No, nah, he's a Roosters player. No, I'm cheating. Fuck okay, it. fine. Whatever. That's, we'll our, that's our Bronco and our Rabbito. Coltrane and Kiri. Uh, I'm picking Christian Welch. Just, uh, yep. Great when, I get, when I get drunk enough that I want to talk philosophy, <laughs> that's yep. my guy, you know? Uh, okay, who else? Fatty, like, obviously. Oh, yeah. Well, of course we pick Fatty. What's wrong with me? Yeah, that's five. We're banning Sam Thiday. No Sam. Oh, what? He's all right. <laughs> no, I'm, I've seen I've seen his undies enough. Banned. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, what else do we want? I really don't want to have many beers with any of these players. I'm discovering the the chief. Do we want him there? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's kind of been sacked from a few jobs. You can't. I just want to ask him what it was like to like get him and Mark Carroll those feuds they had. So also Mark Carroll. No, we can't. Mark he Carroll. plays South. <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah, I'm running dry here. Uh, who else I want to drink with? Well, you'd want you'd want both Joey and Luch there, obviously. Yeah, that's actually a good one. Actually, I was, I was, I'm still too stuck in my head not being able to pick Broncos. Yeah. So I really want a Justin Hodges there to shake things up, but I can't do it. I can't. Got to have the cold train. <laughs> Got to have the cold train. <laughs> have the cold um, train. Okay. Do we take Mitchell Pierce? Yes. He knows a guy. He's got the numbers we need. But also Craig Gow. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> obviously everything in my body says I don't want to party with Mitchell Pierce, but I probably do want to party with actual Mitchell Pierce. I just don't like what he is on the footy field, you know? Yeah. So um, get him in there. Daniel Vito, because he can get drunk and start doing wrestling moves on people. How about Daniel Vito's... NRL like line being run at me. Oh, wait, he played, so, he played WWE he line. Played for South. He played for the Broncos. He did. But his line WWE now being run at me. That's his line. Have you heard that? Is it? Yeah. I only watch Grayson Waller matches, mate. So yeah, Shunda sent us his like promo video at the end of it. He yells run at me. I was like, oh my oh, god. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> so easy. He can't be in though. Um oh last oh we can't pick Wendell Saylor. Fuck. I was gonna say Ben Ross and Wendell Saylor. Get him to arm wrestle. Yeah. Look up Ben Ross is a good one. Actually, he plays. Did he play for the Broncos? Did I imagine? Oh, he played for South. What am I saying? Who did? Ben Ross. Yeah, yeah. we can't pick yeah, him. Never mind. Fuck. That caveat's really hurt us here. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, I'd, I'd need Jared Croker there, so everyone didn't pick on me. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> okay, I, and I don't want the Superboy bitches. Everyone keeps talking. About I don't want them. No, Tommy. Tommy, you could race Tom. <laughs> we get Harry round and do it round yeah. two. I think I think that's enough. I think, I think we've, I think we've named like fifteen yeah. guys, but yeah, great question. Yeah. Joey be fine as well. Joey, James. Joey also be fine. Yeah, there was okay. an obvious Dave Taylor joke we didn't make, but the people know. Yeah, that's the fine. people. Know. Uh, Warwick Ahern is the Broncos kryptonite playing at night. Hmm. Well, mate, they well, they do love the day games. They never get them anymore, so they do turn up for the day games. But yeah, I don't know. Are they is, are they too used to night getting pounded at night? Maybe maybe you've got it right there, mate. But. Well, they won. They beat the Bulldogs on a Saturday. That was three o'clock game. Yep. 
Yeah, they did. And then they beat the Roosters on a Saturday, but that, that was, was a 5.30 that was, that was a or 5.30 7.30. Game. Yeah, was, I'll was, count was, that as day, to be honest. Was it? Oh, maybe it was 7.30. I can't remember. Maybe I can't remember either. No, I re- no, I think it was 5.30 because I had a dinner reservation yeah, that yeah. night. Oh, no, maybe my dinner reservation was at 8.30. So maybe it was a 7.30 game. Yeah, and then they have the Sharks, obviously, beat them on the weekend. And they have the, the Tigers at 4 p.m. Sunday. I guess we'll get the real answer then and then how they turn up against the Cowboys two Fridays later. But I do think they've... Uh, They've been better on the day the last year or two. I just think because it's different, mate. Uh, Dave, so what is the point of mass suspension if club is allowed to spread them across weeks to field a team? If enough of us scored Wally fuck up at once, shouldn't a potential forfeit be part of the conversation? Yeah, I mean, what would they have done if it was 20 players? <sighs> like that, at that point, it's like it's almost at the point as what he said there is that that's the club, you know? I don't know. I do think. I get them letting him space it out, but I probably think it should have just been two weeks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it's a lot of players who miss on top of injuries. And I know, I don't know, God. Thank God Ben Hunt wasn't there. Still still our guy. MR, should Mr. Liam Pythago NRL be the next NRL CEO? And should his first task to be shoot PVLs at a son? Yeah. Yeah, well, yes. I'm, I'm down. Yeah, Liam, uh, like I said on the other podcast, that article is quite good that he uh, he wrote on his website. And he's done well to I, fi- I struggle very hard not to talk down to people who are still pro six again. He's done well. Yeah. And M has a food question. So, right. yeah, she, uh, so it, she's asked about migoring or migoring. Yeah. I don't know what people call it, migoring, whatever you call it. How do you hack your packet with migoring? Do you do that? Uh, I put tofu in it. Yeah, so I I eat better packet noodles these days. Like I love Miggering, I loved it a lot growing up and smashing you anyone did. But I think you what, can just take a question and mean any two minute noodles. But I say what I would do to Miggering is I I used to put an egg in it. I'd bo- when the Yeah, that's that's yeah. Halfway through boiling the noodles, I drop an egg in there and a soft boil and then move, mix it all in at the end when it comes out. You see two packs at once with two eggs. Did that. Yeah. Yeah, I put a, I put half a packet of tofu in my noodles because it soaks up all the noodle juice and then the tofu tastes like noodles. It's yeah, great. But, but I, um, again, what a shock the man who, uh, date, uh, sorry, engaged to a girl who lived in China for a while. Again, I ate other noodles from the a- Asian mart. I try, I've tried heaps. Some she didn't know either as well, but there's this type of noodles that's quite rare in China and you can't really get it at a restaurant. So yeah, we had it in a restaurant in the city and it was kind of shit, but there's noodles called Liang Pi and they're like cold. So what they do, these noodles... They get like the normal dough and they split out the gluten and the rest of the noodle. And then they cut the rest of the thing into noodles. So they're like tough noodles and gluten, they make it into chunks like tofu. Sounds weird. They split those things out. So you get two textures. And essentially you buy it in packets, again, called Liang Pi. I can show people photos of it on Discord if I have to. You heat it up, then cool the noodles down. You eat it cold, but it comes with a satchel of vinegar, a satchel of like chili sauce, a satchel of another flavoring sauce, all those ingredients, whatever, for like two bucks. It's great. And you add um, peanut sauce to it as well or cucumber if you want to. That's what it's lumpy is. That's great. There's also another brand, um, and I've, I've lost their name in my head now, but there's this other brand that they're like a Szechuan chili uh, noodle, uh, sorry, Szechuan like brand. And they make a couple of noodles that like there's hot and sour uh, noodles that taste better than the restaurants. They also have these dry hot ones that have got full of Szechuan peppers that again, I'm telling you, they taste better than most Chinese restaurants you'll get noodles from in Australia. Like 
because the way they, they, you know, we always eat meagering and shit ones. If you go get good noodles in the bag, in the box, you'll have dry noodles. And we always dry noodles when we make noodles. So do restaurants. And they'll have like five flavor sachets. And they'll be packed full of feet, like of flavor. It's just it's just as good as what you can make at home, honestly. So, and they're in, I've posted them in Discord before in the food and drink channel. If yes. anyone wants to look for them, I can't remember that. Like I always forget. I know what these two packets look like, but there's no English on it, so I always forget the brand name. And I have to keep looking it up. But yeah, anyway, I've got the next question. Maybe we'll look it up between questions. Um, Coleman says, "If you were to redistribute three hundred fifty thousand dollars of fines, to everyone who attended Footy Church and Magic Round." Who cops a Paul Vaughan 50K and who escapes with a Jarabil 2K? I'm obviously copying the 50K here, right? Why? There's two, why Why are you copying the 50K? Well, I'm the organizer. Yeah, actually, you did You did often just tell people to come there. Yeah. You see, see, the thing is, obviously, I wasn't staying at Footy Church. I was there. Without the, when I was awake, I was there. As not a resident of Footy Church, I wouldn't have handed you that fine. But I believe all the residents of Footy Church would have given you the fifty k. You're right. Ah, they all had a good time. <laughs> but even. I'm obviously I'm just trying to answer the question. Yeah. So, but Frankie's replied: the gang of Red Dragons are getting a fairly large amount, which I think is astute. Yeah, they all get like those ten k's each split between them. Like, we should have let Eric hose them. We should have. Well, I would have <laughs> hosed them as well. Okay. Uh, who else is getting them? <sighs> oh. Um. Yeah, look, I don't want to get too in-jokey about this stuff because yeah. it alienates 95% yeah, of the people does. that listen to this show, but I'm definitely getting the main fine. Yeah, you are. Um, okay, the noodles, are it's they're called Baija, so B-A-I-J-A, Sichuan. Yeah, Sichuan spell. And then it's Chongqing noodles, the ones I like, hot and sour flavor. The Chongqing noodles. They're in there. <laughs> the heckin' chonkers. Yeah, the heckin' chonkers. And there's another really good one too, but yeah, that's... So they might be hard to find... But yeah, if anyone wants to know, just, just smash me in the DMs and I'll show you a photo of what it looks like. We look at like next time you go for it. Mm. Um, try to think, okay, who else would have got fines? Uh, Simo would have got a fine. Yeah. Definitely got a big fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Simo Ali, that's the co host of Broncos Weekly who did get shoulder charged through a painting. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It did. Um, uh, anyone who turned up without their own beer is getting a fine. No, people who turn up without their own beer and then got angry for being told to bring their own drinks. Yep. Double it, fine. That was that, and those people know who they are. Yeah, like the belief, they know you are. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't have to blast them. It's fine. <laughs> they know they came back with drinks, but they weren't they happy did. about it. Uh, yeah. Warwick Hearn asks, "Is Joey Chestnut the go- true goat of the sporting world?" Yes. Such a concept. <laughs> if you don't know who that guy is, that's the hot dog uh, eating champion. He won again this year. The goat. Yeah, and there's a there's a not a thirty for thirty. It's like an ESPN. Is it a thirty for thirty? The Joey oh, Chestnut one, yeah. With, um, um, I've watched it. Like, it was, yeah, it's the it's the good, the bad, the hungry. That's it. I've watched it. I don't know if it was like an you know an nah, ESPN film. Or Co- my 30. boy Kobayashi, yeah, got taken got a over. Really low IMDb rating. That that documentary does, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's not one of the better ones, but I still I still watched it. I watched. My yeah, but it's got like a this movie's terror. It's four point eight out of ten. Oh, that's a bad. Uh, that's a bad IMDb yeah. rating. But yeah, that's oh, well. Anyway, next question. Luke Sturkenboom, who in the NRL shares similarities to Conor McGregor? He was thinking Munster, loved by many due to their personality and rising to the occasion despite crossing the line on a few occasions. Um, no one currently. The answer is Anthony Mundo. That's a great one. Done. Frankie, an illegal party you are at is raided by the police. What's your plan? Do you leave ID behind and try the shaggy defense? Do you hide behind a curtain with your feet hanging out? Ooh. <sighs> I would... um. 
I would put a lampshade over my head and pretend to be a lamp. I would find the crawl space. <laughs> the houses so have crawl spaces in Australia. So my um, my childhood home has like upstairs, my, the back room, which was my bedroom after after a while. You could enter the roof kind of thing, and it was like a big roof landing area in there. And I saw it happened a couple of times. We'd had like cops called the parties, just neighbors complaining. And yeah, I would, um, I did remember one time being so hammered that I, I ran and hid in the crawl space for some reason. And all it was just the classic, again, the cops don't want to come there. Just knock on the door and ask you to turn the music down. That's all mm. they do. And they leave. But yeah, I hid, I hid there. So that my first mind went to hide in a crawl space because that happened. You know, um, but I, I don't think I'd leave ID behind. That, that's my first bit of advice. Uh, Nick Domenko, is Paul Vaughan stupid or is Paul Vaughan really stupid? <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, he's, yeah, it's not good, is it? I'm glad with the suspension and things he got because last year, you know, and there's, they're both idiots, but Pangai broke his sing, the bubble, to get his hair cut. But it was also at a time when Queensland wasn't in lockdown. You know, so he broke the NRL's bubble and then the Brisbane NRL really came down on him. So I'm glad this year that the guy who broke that and the States bubble also got fucked up. Mm. Like I was just like, yeah, because a couple of other people have had a few breaches and whatever and before the state lockdown and nothing really happened. But yeah, he's he's an idiot. And he's one of those guys, like him and Corey Norman are those guys who haven't had a bad off-field incident, like a really bad one. They've had a lot of just idiotic things they've done. And it makes you wonder, is that they, they, they the best influences to have around the club? Well, I don't think Corey Norman's getting another gig, that's for sure. No, no chance. Okay, over onto Discord for the next questions. Okay. <sighs> Try to think here. No, we're here. Okay. No, we answered that one. Maddie McP asks a great question for a Campo Harry pod. Uh, we do plan on having a Campo pod soon, by the way. We're going to do that. Just thought I may as well mention it. We're going to do that. Uh, bracket for the best NYC grand finalist or winning team of all time. We want to yep. do it in the studio, but COVID killed that. So yeah, we were literally we're ready to do it the like the afternoon before Origin two, and then obviously that week. Yeah, yeah and then they, yeah, COVID happened, and we all had to watch Origin at home. So. Yeah, we found out like that week that the studio had kind of shut down anyway. But also they uh, obviously what happened, everything shut down. But maybe we can do another episode like that. I think that's more of an off season chat thing for us. It was the best 17 for Origin for each state who haven't played Origin. It's going to be very hard to do a Queensland team of the best players who haven't played Origin. Uh, score Sizzler. For a way for Landers to make the league more competitive again, what if the Storm and Penrith aren't told where their games, <laughs> their game is played until the day of, so they're always jet-lagged and not prepared? I like it. I do like that. Uh, Justin, how do the Roosters correct their poor roster management this year? Who should be punished? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Michael Darren asked me about the t- Kings being kept scoreless record. And uh, just want to mention that's where it came from on the last podcast. May as well shout out to him. But we're going, we're at one, going to the weekend, we weren't all-time records, obviously, but he had me tracking that. So thanks, Michael. Matty McP, had to pick between Corey Norman kicking a conversion or Chad Townsend kicking a field goal to save your life. Who do you say goodbye to first? <laughs> Sad. Uh, yeah, God. I'd probably take Chad there. I think Just. so too. Uh, I mean, it's not a great selection, but Chad has kicked 11 field goals in his career. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know, no whereas more. I don't really back Corey. Stop bullying him. Uh, yeah. Next question. Uh, Rough Billy, which would you prefer? 
sleep paralysis or to watch the last 20 minutes of that Warriors Dragons game again. <laughs> <laughs> As a neutral, I like the the shittiness of I always like shit field goals when it's not my team. When it's my team, it sends you insane. Yeah, but also again, if you I bitch it as a million times, but I'll keep bitching about it. If you know a team broadcasters, if you know a team is going to take a field goal, just switch to the behind the goalpost camera straight away. Because like, so I have no clue half the time if if balls have gone in or not. You watch if the players react. Yeah, just switch to that camera straight away. It's fine. Just have it ready. Oh, yeah, have it ready the moment they're about to kick it, and just switch. And even if they pass or run or anything, switch that's back. fine. That's Who cares? cool. You can follow the whole play from the end on. Who cares? Anyway, uh, Reese Browns had us even just put it in the fucking corner, mate. Honestly, you just, you know, put it in the corner of the screen, something so we can see it. Uh, Reese Browns has had us Tommy Turbo's 2021 sack up against Barber's 2012 or Redacted's 2009. Statistically, he's probably going to be better than both, but in terms of the context, given the rule changes and stuff, it's not as impressive. It's not. We, we said this prior on the podcast. And I went back and watched Heats of Barber that year. And there's like six tries they score that start from him getting the ball in the Bulldogs in goal. That one with Josh Morris in Bathurst. Oh my God. Yes. But like, and I know Tommy's been amazing this year. He has. So he's actually been a great downhill runner. But most of the things he's doing is on the back of good sets and like in the opposition half. Great stuff, whatever. But Barber was doing things like from all over the pitch. Like he was doing things almost once a game on a kick return ridiculous in the modern era still you know i think that's i think that's still a better season and i do think hey no nine still better than than tommy's uh and but maybe we get more of tom but i just think it's really hard to give this year the credit of those seasons considering what we've seen from this season uh ben qualiata tyron may scored a try where do you think the wormhole opened up and how many puppies and children do you think got sucked into it (laughs) uh yeah fair uh, V8 Tiger is Mitchell Moses the Paul George of the NRL? I just watched that Barber, uh, that Josh Morris Ben Barber try again just then while you were talking. Holy Great. shit, what a fucking try! Um, sure, that's a pretty good comparison. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Pandemic M doesn't work as much. <laughs> we'll, we'll, Mal- we'll Mal- Mal- Malaise M, Mal- Malaria Moses. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Uh, Mario Seeks, given goal kicking is all that matters in origin selection, should Driven Garrick be New South Wales halfback? Shut up. And the Russian team beat by 100, but they beat the Bulldogs now. No. No, no the, they had they had like guys from A grade over here, so no. Uh, Ruben Garrick becoming a good goal kicker now. Is it just because he's had so many opportunities to kick them? I guess. Because he like has a waffle technique and suck for ages. He's going to kick, what does he kick? Like 75% anyway. It's not that great, actually. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about Adam Reynolds' bomb try, by the way. Jesus, mate. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. Uh, not great. Also, I saw a multi. Someone had a multi. The leg that didn't win was Adam Reynolds. Anytime, it's like yeah. that's that's brutal. I that do feel brutal. like out of all the South players to do that, he would have been near the bottom of my list. Honestly, right? And yeah, like that's something it. Liam Knight would do, Adam. Yeah. And he danced. Too busy dancing. Uh, yeah, I know. Celebration was for obviously for charity. The surfboard, yeah. wasn't it? Surfboard, yeah. yeah. Matt Duggan, is this the worst Dally M def- medal defense of all time? So this is Did Jack Whiten. Didn't Preston Kelmer get dropped after he won the Dally M? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it can't be the worst. Todd Carney surely has yeah. something stupider. He doesn't have highs very long, and yeah, he didn't play that long in twenty. He only played sixteen games in twenty eleven. He surely his was worse. But yeah, Preston Campbell, 
as you said, might be one. But let's have a look at that. Also, it's probably Jared Hayne because he didn't play. 2010. 15. No, 15. Yeah, sorry, I forget about the one. That, that doesn't count. <laughs> well, I, I, no, I win. That's I the right answer. It, he it won the, the tally right in 2014, and he backed it up by not playing in the NRL. In and, and, and you're right, by the way. I don't know if he Cop got dropped that. or not, but Presto only played 13 games the next year, so and then was off to Penrith. So. Yeah, it is Jared Hayne by default. Scorsizzler, after a 66-0 game, a 44-6 game, and a currently 22-0 at halftime game, <laughs> is this the greatest Super Saturday of all time? That's so funny. Just a real victory lap for us. Uh, Wayne asks, is Christian Welch Q&A the greatest thing that has happened in, in the NRL for, in 21? It's right up there. Um, did you want to read the second part of his question? And yeah, where is his stubby holder? I definitely <laughs> sent, I, I got, how's this? I definitely sent his, I have to send him another one. I keep forgetting to send him another one. So I do the list, his names are on it to check it off. Sorry, Wayne. I, um, I have to send another one that came back from Return to Sender. I, I, the day I sent like 80 of them. One of them came back like a month after it. So it must have just sat at Australia Post. It came back last, like, God, it came back last week. So it came back like two months after I sent it. I uh, wrote the guy's name as his address. I wrote his name and then I wrote 12 ah. his name street. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's a nice brain fart. That's not great. <laughs> but you look, you're doing 80 of them. So it's fine. Yeah, that's all right. But I don't know where, t- uh, where Wayne's is. So I should give him another one. I keep forgetting. Let me write that down. Uh, anyway, Mario Siegs. Oh, his other question there. Welch thing. The was fantastic. Thing. Yeah. Mario Siegs, would Woods and Fafita going to the Tigers next year be the most <laughs> Tigers signings ever? Yes. Yes, they would be. Is that a rumor? I don't think so. But hey, Woods on 200k to a club will provide value. That club won't be Brisbane. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I probably get like Tigers feels like that's something they do, doesn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, it does. It, and then he said, with so few ref calls at a Brisbane game, could you accurately describe, accurately describe the game as origin quality? Well, yeah, there was quite a few. The, the whistle was put away in that game. That's for sure. And, let the boys it, play. And uh, it, did, it did make the game a little better. No surprise. Uh, Reese Brown says, if Madge gets a sack, will the Knights release Seeves to start ASAP? There's no way Seeves to get that job. No. Mad- Madge is done, eh? It does seem that way. Like, it's one of those things I know... You know, there's always so many things wrong with a club. Team clubs have to be stable, that kind of shit. But he's stuck with his bit weird team selections and that team looks like they've given up on him. They don't move in defense. And that's always a sign of when a team's just fucking done, hey. Um, Harvey says, imagine your Queensland fullback Val Holmes. Mitch Pierce puts up a fairly tame bomb and Jake Clifford is running through to contest a kick. Do you, A, go up to compete for the ball? Or B, stand roughly where Clifford will land and wrap him up in a tackle. Or C, run sort of to the right where Clifford is catching the ball and sort of stand there while Newcastle scores a try. <laughs> C. C. Uh, Matt Duggan. Is this the worst you think the Raiders will be this season or will be quite more, a bit more embarrassing when they have to play Caleb Aikens and Matt Frawley against a Manly team without their origin players? It's going to get worse and you deserve it. <laughs> There's no sympathy coming from you, Bungard, for the Raiders fans. Oh, sure. It's great. It's just really it nourishes ha- me. It's happy to be there at Four Pines Park this yeah. week, mate. <laughs> uh, Harvey says Clifford and Ponga's first game together against the club, which lost them both to the Knights with a 38 nil flogging. For all the talk of the players West have let go, have they ever had a game where it took us a poetic and illustrative L recruitment retention wise as the Cowboys did right there? Well, I mean, they had a game like two weeks ago where the likes of Harry Grant, who they let get away. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. Um, um, Tedesco's it's a great, them. It's a great question. Well, that's not their fault, though. It's not like they didn't want to keep Tedesco. Yeah, no. That's why it's different. 
Um, but no, it's a great question. The Cowboys really do coast on this stuff, and they've let a lot of really good players go. They have. Like we all know, Billy Kickow. Uh, they've lost Brandon Smith. The guys you just mentioned there. They they always let play good players leave. They just seem to skate away with that, considering they're not even doing well. With a good play, like, you lose players, you're doing well. No one gives a shit. Clifford one is bizarre because, as we saw, he didn't want to leave. He was good this year. Ponga was. I mean, come on. I know not everyone knew he was at the time, but I smashed it. Many people had a clue smashed it. And they just did the classic decision of like, oh, Coot's better for us now. It's like, but is he? Mm, that was bad. That was but, uh, bad. Clifford, though, looks like he's found the absolute perfect role for himself in that fully fit night spine because he struggles with staying engaged in a full 80 minutes when, he, when he's the guy. And he did that at the Cowboys. He struggled with that often. But right now he's in that perfect role where he can float in and out of the game and just like put kicks up on fifth or and be the third or fourth option in that spine. Perfect. And he's kicking game such a weapon. Uh next question, Ben Qualiata. If Freddie was really about the smoke and spitting on Queensland's grave, why don't he pick Chad Townsend and Matt Moreland for New South Wales halves? Oh all right. <laughs> I mean no. Well, why would he do that? It's also about giving the, the other people who deserve it a shot, mate. Not about yeah. too much about that smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long? So Benny did today. How long until Gray Mattersley goes post on one of these weekly debriefings when asked about the new rules? Oh, he's <laughs> really loving his job as the Iraqi propaganda minister. Isn't he? he is, mate. He's just honestly. Oh yeah, poor, I feel sorry for him. Some of those weeks, like you know, yeah. <laughs> he's just up there like everything is fine. It's nothing. Nothing's changed. The players are a little bit more tired if you have to say anything. A little bit. Uh, Mario says, if South win a title this year, especially given Wayne would have broken a 50-point curse, that makes Scott Bailey feel relevant. Hey. But his claim is a goat coach be written in stone forever. First of all, no Scott Bailey slander on this podcast. Second of all, yes, it would. No, I do and- hate that. I like Scott Bailey more than I like that tweet. I hate that tweet. No, nah, but it's his thing. It's his thing. I know. But get a better gets- thing. No, nah, it's a good thing. I like it. Um, but yeah, no, that would be a huge feather in Wayne's cap. And you know, we're a couple of injuries away from that happening. Yeah. Maybe 12 by a couple, so, I mean still... like eight or nine storm players. <laughs> I mean, I already think he's the goat anyway, just because he's proven across such a long time and at different environments. And yeah, that's so, you know, if it helps other people believe he's a goat, fair enough. I mean, we just literally saw what he did with the Origin team on no notice. Come on. What are we doing here? Yep. And before you jump over to the Twitter questions, I'll give a quick shout out to the people on Patreon who in the top two tiers of our subscription service. Remember, the only way to ensure that your questions are read out is to be a part of our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Uh, you get merchandise, access to our Coltrane Cup tipping competition for next year, access to our Discord server, voting in rookie takes, and plenty more. Uh, and there's obviously we've got tiers and the people in the top two tiers also get a special shout out on every episode of the show. So thank you to Chris Adnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Big Chief 69, Blake Moretti, Blame Hard, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomanoni, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Maddie McPee, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Tide, Not So Mature Age Student, Tom Hardy, Servos Heroes, and Warwick O'Hearn. Thank you so much for your continued support and for everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. Uh, Mitchell, uh, ding dong and sadness update. Still happy the Broncos won, still sad with everything else in life. Yep, good, good, good. <laughs> good to hear. 
Okay, over on to Twitter. Uh, Edwin Smith asks, is the dominance of left-handed side of wing, sorry, left-side wingers, AJ Fox, Sevo, further proof that left-handed people are far superior to right-handlers? Eddie, you've, you've embarrassed us here. You've embarrassed us, fellow left-handers. Why? If you're left-handed, it's easier to pass to the right wing. I know, but he's just thinking left hand, put it down. But yeah, no, he's, he's, but he's, yeah, the reason, he's, yeah, he's yeah. let us down here, Eddie. The reason yeah. it's left side is because everyone's right handed and they pass yeah, right to left. Yeah. Uh, Michael or McKaylee, 1870. I don't know which one it's supposed to be. He says, Have you ever seen a defensive structure as lacking as the Tigers? They're, it's pretty bad, isn't it? Like they just don't seem to give a fuck. The weird thing is how, how they're short, but also they're not jamming, they're not really jamming up. Hard like that. How are they just always short? But like, it doesn't seem to ever make any sense. Like, oh, you saw that guy shoot out of the line by Nofaluma. Like, you're just like, where the fuck are the players? Why are they yeah. so narrow? Why are they on the back foot the whole time? I don't know. Uh, so Campo says, who is the player with the best origin career only played in three games or less? Come on. <laughs> Could be a one-game wonder like Ethan Lowe or someone like Mark Geyer. What would you say? Corey Allen. What are we doing here? Come on. Mine's Adam Mogg. Well, that was, yeah, that's probably the next best answer. Which, by the way, the first two replies to that question were Corey Allen and Adam Mogg. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's just Adam Mogg, just that guy who stood up and filled in those games, scored that that iconic try, and it was like the start of the dynasty. And yeah, Ethan Lowe was was great as well when he filled in. But yeah, it's going to be Moggy for me. Uh, what else we got here? God, would what, it have been? Would Kirk Kate will have been a good answer if he hadn't played this year? Yes. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, no, no, no. I'm trying to think. Of one of the, a lot of questions about the rules. I'm done talking about the rules. So let's go. There we go. Lambretta says, which game has you salivating the most? An origin dead rubber starring Mitchell Moses or the Bulldogs v Roosters trying to find out which team can be the first to score more than nil? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Of those two games, I'm definitely looking forward to the Bulldogs-Roosters game more. Yeah, um, origin, I'm glad they kind of picked the best Queensland team in the dead rubber. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't... No one cares about origin dead rubbers, do they? Like, really? We... <laughs> yep. Can we end on the tiny teddy question, please? Yes. Perfect. Wait, wait, yep. I just saw that. Okay. Half-coded tiny teddy. That's his Twitter handle. Says, yeah. <laughs> so, this may or may not be a biased question. What's your favorite tiny teddy? It's got to be the half-code. <laughs> well, I mean, it is the best tiny teddy. So, By some distance. Back in my large boy days when I was like 19 or oh, 20. Mate. Smash a box of those. No problem. Yeah, the girl I was dating at the time, she liked, like, you know, if I was saying movie snacks, I generally would like, you know, chips or something or whatever. She used to like the boxes of sweet biscuits. So it'd be TV snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or this, or tiny teddy, whatever. But yeah, my favorite of that selection was the half coated tiny teddy. They're so yeah. good. And then I would go them, then the OG honey, then chocolate. And then choc chip is just tastes exactly like the OG honey. So that's fourth. But it's just worse. Yeah. Slightly worse somehow. I think yeah, that's, in, yeah. Can you even get the half coat in the individual bags? No. Yeah. So honey was my favorite of the of, the, of those bags. When when you buy the big box, I think it's four bags of choc chip, four bags of honey, and four bags of chocolate. Yeah, but I man, believe. I, God, you know what? I can't eat them anymore. But you know, I'm gonna have to show Anna the half coat tiny. Mate, like so, they, they might be they might be the best thing you can buy at Woolworths as a treat. They're so fucking good. 
Yeah, like TV snacks are all right, but I feel like it's just I may as well eat a chocolate at that point. Yeah. Whereas Tiny Teddy is the best of both worlds. Malt sticks, though, they went hard. They did. They mm. did. Okay, that's that's that's, all right. it. that's done. Great question to end on. Um, cool. Thanks again for listening. Uh, enjoy this weekend's games. We'll be back next week to preview State of Origin, review those handful of games and some other things as God, well. So. We're going to preview Origin. Kill me. Do we? <laughs> we don't have to. Oh, it's just like, hey, this game. I think next week we'll do what we did for Origin 1. We'll do one show before Origin and we'll do question time after Origin. I think that's probably the better way to approach it. Not often I feel sorry for Channel 9, but they have to try and get people caring about that game. If I didn't do the show, I might not watch it, to be honest. But It's like, God, it's still mate versus mate. (sighs) You know, Queensland. To be fair, when was last time Queensland got whitewashed? I don't know. Like 2001? Yeah, but whitewashing sucks. Who cares? Yeah, knock this, just just win. I don't, I don't care. They can beat us. Okay, I don't care. Series is already embarrassing. It is. I mean, I think this could be if we're out of lockdown. You know, I don't think we will be, but if we're out of lockdown, this could be an all time ratings clunker. So, all right, yeah, lockdown might save it. It's true. Okay, say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me.